Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 22nd. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. Uh, I, that was a fun major championship. I uh, I had a good time. I um, I got to say, I felt good for you. I was happy that uh, one of your kids is, uh, is didn't lose the college uh, the college tuition fund because Rory took care of business with uh, with uh, Michael Block. I'm I'm happy for you. I know you were sweating it after the hole in one. <laughs> yes. Yes. We got data boy Joseph Lamagna telling me this is free money. I mean obviously that the odds were, you know, they taken a big cut, right? I mean Rory heavily favored in that head to head. But you know, the, the ace I started to get worried. So when Lamagna data boy Lamagna says it's free money, uh, he, of course, he might be colored based on our text chain today. He might have been kind of biased against certain individuals involved in the matchup, but uh, I had to pay for it. And I, I, I bet it. And my wife bet it. My journalistic integrity was out the window. I had money on one of the the players, in which event I'm covering. But yeah, it was it was a it was a fun Sunday. I, I it was I don't know. It felt touch and go at times. Uh, but the block thing just added a delightful you know, element to it. And you have one of the all-time major champions, one of the legends of the game winning it. You can't complain uh, about this, this particular major. I mean, we will complain, but you, I, I think overall <laughs> on balance, it was a good major Sunday. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that people are going to down the, if they say anything bad, I think that that Victor uh, Brooks duel was really good. I thought it was awesome. like, it really delivered. Yes. Um, Obviously, Brooks came out hot, kind of threw a haymaker, and Hovland kind of answered the bell. And yes, I wonder, like, if there are a few, if there are more holes, like, and this is always an easy thing to do. If there are more holes, I think <laughs> Hovland would have been right back in it. I thought I was super impressed by Hovland. Obviously, Brooks, we we're going to talk a lot about Brooks, but Victor Hovland was really great, um, and today, and I thought it was a, a big step in his career. I, I thought it was massive. Now, like, does that mean like the progress is is sort of uh, linear there, where it goes from whatever at the Open, where he was really not a no show on Sunday, to the Masters, to a better finish, to this like really in the fight to winning? No, like this course set up well for him. Like the next every one may course not. sets up well for Victor Hovland outside, right? Of, uh, you know, like outside of around the greens, right? Because yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's count on your hand how many guys are better tee to green. Um, yeah, so I was really, really impressed. I thought it was, I thought it was toast really when it got to like three shot lead off of, uh, the third green there, but then he punched back with birdies of four and five, uh, matching Brooks, like making putts almost every time he had to. Uh, and then it just kind of the fact that he didn't go all 12 rounds or whatever is, it was fine with me. He showed me plenty through the first 15 holes to suggest like, 
I don't know. I don't, it's kind of always faulty to say like he's going to get his one day, but it certainly seems like he is a major championship player based off today too. Um, it's about getting in the ahead. ring. I, I think like that's yeah. the thing is every the Brooks Sunday thing that came about um, because obviously he he has some struggles. He didn't win in Kiwa. He didn't win at Harding Park. He didn't win at the Masters. Um, listen, the only way you have struggles is if you're there. And there's so many guys like Patrick Cantley who are never there. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they can rack up their PGA Tour wins and, and everything. But like majors, you got to be there to have a chance. And, and you know, you're going to get burned at a bunch of them because like only one guy wins. And it's tough to go up against Kepka. I, I mean, at a golf course <laughs> set up this way, it's just he's... And he played so well. I mean, that's the thing. Is like you. We could talk about setup. We could talk about how it favored Kepka, but man, he hit all the shots. He, the driving was an exhibition. And I loved um, in his press conference how he went back. Like, you know, he chipped in on eleven. Um, yeah, Thursday. Thursday. And he talked about it. it's like doubles kill you, majors. And it just kind of. I think that quote is re- revealing. Nobody would ever pick that shot. You know, out. But every shot counts the same. Um, and they're super as important on Thursday as they are on Sunday. And it it kind of like just showed you what Brooks thinks about with majors. He knows doubles kill you. And just generally, you look at him and the way he plays. And the thing that always sticks out to me about him in major championships is he just doesn't give away anything. And um, <coughs> I mean, this was just a this was a great performance. To that point, um, you know, I'd, I'd say it's probably the most impressive shot for me was <laughs> the laser into three. Uh, I wrote down in my notes, like, God, that reminded me of the shot at Bell Reef, yeah. you know, the, the lawn iron. And Nablo noted on the broadcast like a couple minutes later, which, you know, felt good, you know, affirmation. Um, I thought I'm that glad was probably you had that moment. best shot. Of, yeah, best shot of the day. But to your doubles point, I think like, that bogey on six great bogey like that's the hardest hole on the course when you like like and part of that is people are hitting in the water but like he hit it in the water and then he had a lot of hole left to you know a lot of very hard hole left on the board to traverse and i thought that was maybe like you talk about not giving anything away launching that to the back of the green that was like an amazing shot and then a a clean two putt so like that to me was a pivotal moment because it was his really like his first that in 17, the drive on 17 where it was like real bad, bad drives of the day. But that, that was an awesome bogey. That's a Brooks like major championship. Bogey. Here's, here's just like Brooks quintessential Brooks and major championships. I have not done any research on this outside of looking at Brooks's scorecards, but he played six and 17, the two hardest golf holes on the golf course, even par. I don't, can't imagine many players if any played him better than that like those holes were kicking yeah. everybody's ass he played a view, even par it's just like an example of like <clears throat> i mean this is that he played him two over today but going into today he was two under on him you know it's uh it's just a great example of of what he does um five majors i um moves past rory mcelroy really if you take phil out you know phil and tiger out uh, as real active players, I know Phil's active. Um, I would hate yeah. hate to call someone as uh, as prolific on Twitter these days as inactive. 
Um, no. But I would say, you know, if you take those guys out, you know, he's got the most active players. Um, what's fascinating to me is like all these guys have like a, a four to one on five to one on major on PGA tour wins or, or any type of win to major wins. Brooks is sitting there at like a two to one ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you counting cr- crooked cat? Like, yeah, I'm counting. I'm counting. I'm counting his two up. live wins. I would, I don't okay. want the live bots coming at me, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's a staggering. So, so it, it uh, just like, it's an interesting thing. Cause like, I think like when you start to co- talk about careers, like shitty wins, muddy it, like, you know, <laughs> frankly, and like, you probably you know? could go and make an argument. Somebody, somebody listening to this probably will try and make an argument that Jordan Spieth's career is better than Brooks's, but it's not. Like, no, I mean, the guy, the guy's a machine when it comes to majors, the major record, when you lay it all out is just out of this world. Jamie Kennedy had a tweet with some of the numbers compared to tiger 14% uh, win percentage in majors. Tiger's career was 16. Now, you know, Kepka's likely not going to keep that clip. Hey, tiger, we're talking about career versus Brooks at whatever he is early thirties. Um, you know, 50% top 10, four, Tiger was 45% top 10. So, yes, he is on a, an incredible clip. Um, I'll get like, I'll get personal for a second. Like, so I had a big, uh, I turned 40 last week. And like, you know, you just do reflections. I don't usually do that. But I, I got reflective for a minute. And one of those was about my job. And, and you know, I've covered golf for like, specifically golf for like 10 years now. And, you know, did other sports before that. But I was thinking, like in the context of watching like we were watching LeBron and Curry and a lot of people were tweeting, like, we are so fortunate that we still get to watch these guys. And I was thinking about like the 10 years of majors that I've got to cover. Like there've been like hardly any bad ones. And a lot of that has to do with the kinds of champions like Spieth, whether you want to admit it or not. Uh, it started at Rory. Like we're going back to whatever, 2013, say Adam Scott or Ernie at the, at uh, Lytham. Um, I mean, you got to see the best champion there. <laughs> it's been an insane decade of major championships. We've really been blessed as golf fans, like with the kind of winners and the kind of like championships that we've had by and large for, you know, a Baltus Raul or like Keimer at Pinehurst. It's been an incredible decade. And like, we're very fortunate to watch these guys. It was Rory at the beginning. And in that decade, the best of all is now Brooks Kepka. Right. I mean, that is very clear. And I, I starting to wonder, like in the next decade, are we talking about someone? This is supposed to be harder than ever. It's deeper than ever. These have been great because there's so many top of the end, top highly rated winners, a JT, a Mount Like it feels like Kepka not only is separated on the resumes, but like he separated himself again for the next decade. Like this, this is somebody. Unless his knee goes out on him again, that feels different from all the other very highly rated major winners of the past decade. I mean, this is what it felt like a couple years ago, right? And I I don't want to get too far ahead of of ourselves, yeah. but like it kind yeah. of feels like it again. Um, right. I think what's interesting, and 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 I think Shinnecock and and um, 
and Aaron Hills certainly help Kepka's case as like he's got three PGAs, two U.S. Opens, but it's very, 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 very apparent that this type of setup is like just like it's like Aaron Judge at Yankee Stadium, right? <laughs> like if you put thick rough narrow fairways and a little bit of topography Brooks Kepka is going to be like the number one guy you have to like put uh, like favorite no matter what because I mean he, when he's driving the golf ball like this he was he was fifth um fifth in distance sixth in accuracy I think yeah. I mean, that's astounding numbers. And then when he misses, he's got a short club in his hands and he can manhandle the rough. Um, and he just doesn't give give shots up. But like, you know, you look at it, it's like Beth Page, Bell Reeve and here kind of all had that characteristic. Right. Um, and then obviously he had yes. the Aaron Hills and the Shinnecock where it's a little bit more of an open field. Um, but he's still he can play anywhere. And, and I don't. I think he's going to get a master's at some point. You know, you think that, but you know, he's 33. So, you know, DJ is at 40 and still pretty competitive. He's obviously got, I I feel like Brooks has just more miles right than him. So like what we got five more really good years. Yeah, it feels well, well, I mean, this is sort of my point about like his live contracts up in three. Fortunately, who knows where where that's going? You know, we'll get to the live part of this in a minute. But like, what's crazy is like we're talking about five years, and I don't know. Like along the lines of that, we're fortunate still getting to see Curry do it at the highest level. A year ago, like it seemed like Brooks was pretty much done, not just at the majors, but really being like a highly competitive golfer. And he sort of alluded to that in full swing. Like he was very pretty open about that, that this, uh, I think what was the, uh, text to, uh, Trevor Immelman from Harmon, like two years ago, like we would not have believed you if you told us that we would be in this air in this. I don't think that's like That's like bluster about like some comeback story. I think he, he, thought his career was likely over at a, at a highly competitive level. So I think also like the way he's, way he's talked about the injury, like, you know, he keeps reiterating, like you wouldn't believe like how much pain, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, yeah. I think there's like some sort of Brooks buffer in there that you have to apply, but like the right. number of times he's talked about it kind of are starting to make me believe it. And the performance kind of spoke for itself. Like he fell off. Right. And he was, half you know he's reading putts in a crouch and all that stuff um should we address like the li- what what does this do for you with vis-a-vis live um there was a gotta say kind of amusing Ryder cup discussion on live from tonight with uh faxon and brandel were kind of staring at each wonder, other about wonder if, I think fa- wonder if fax is ever going to be invited back on live from after that <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it wasn't contentious, but I think Brandel's position was that uh, Brooks should not be able to play in the Ryder Cup. Well, in fact, Brandel's so like, position is a little strange that it's like a reward to people who didn't go. It's like that. That's not how this is a, just a golf event, you know? So they were kind of staring at each other about that. <laughs> Fax was like, look, I'm a tour diehard, but like we should put the best team out there and he's earned it. Um, does this does this change anything of like what you think about Liv? Liv's gonna wear this as like a flag. They're gonna they're gonna 
you know, Ian Poulter's tweeting about it. I think Brooks will be quick to sort of disassociate himself as sort of some sort of trophy for Liv. He didn't seem um, like he wanted to talk about Liv very much. I compete no. in this event as an individual. That's <laughs> a great line. I wonder if the boys from Smash are, you know. Sounds, who's on sounds like they're going to be all at the Panthers game tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he was saying. They're he was going to go celebrate at the Panthers game tomorrow. Oh, yeah, he did say that. So I think, like, we're bo- our position is like, he's he shouldn't be banned from the Riot. If it's, if it's by the letter, he's still eligible and he's played the way he's played. He should be a captain's pick, but I don't even think he's going to need that either. I think so, his exit, uh, the you, way he exits matters too, right? He was not one of the, like, he he was not Dustin Johnson, but he wasn't also like uh, Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter, the way he left. Sure. And he hasn't been that way. Continue. Yeah. Right. I, I just remember that Portland press conference, like, you know, we, we, he was, he was bad. Such a, jerk right i mean he was not or like this guy's fallen so far. And it wasn't just a press conference it was just like he was irrelevant and on the on the field a lot too um but yeah he should be on the Ryder cup it should very clearly be on the Ryder cup shuffler had an answer like i i want this about the Ryder cup i want the best team i want to win uh like let's put together a team so if he's eligible you got it sadly i don't know sadly it, for the europeans i don't think adding any of the live guys helps them the way they've played on the right tour. right i don't think there isn't anybody in there. But uh, anything else on Brooks? Like, I, I don't know what Liv's going to do with it. Who I, I just, with, they'll, they'll, they'll parade him around. With regards to Liv, like, I, I I think this has been, I've been pretty consistent with this stance throughout. Um, if there's a collection of the world's best players playing, it's the official world golf rankings job to rank them. Um, and the, that's literally the job of the rankings. Um, I know that they don't fit the criteria. Well, guess what? Like five, five of the 20 best players in the world play on that tour. So you need to, you need to figure out that's, that's the job of the world rankings is to figure out. And I, I don't know what the answer is. I know that's the difficult part, but that's the, you, you cease to be the world rankings. If that, if you can't do that, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So I think that there needs to be something figured out there. I think the major um, championships probably need to figure out some sort of an exemption category. Uh, because Brooks, it's because the, the five of the 20 best <coughs> players are there. And I don't, I don't think beating Brooks Kepka at and live is like beating Brooks Kepka in a major. Yeah, I I do think that like beating Brooks DJ Cam um, is somewhat significant, right? Like Taylor Gooch should be playing in the U.S. Open without qualifying. Yeah, that yeah that that should happen. Um. I just I, I think there should I it's go it's ahead. tricky it's a tricky thing right and th- there's obviously the lawsuits going on and I think the bottom of the live tour sucks I think there's a lot of guys that got their check and have just checked out right 
and well, yeah. and I think that's the that's what makes this difficult is that you got guys that are just completely non-competitive out there, and you know that's the difficult thing. There's no way to work in and out, and I get that. That's a challenging thing, but it's you got to figure a way out a way because I do think that uh, some of these players add to the major championship. Um. Yes. I agree. I think the players individually, to use Brooks's kind of term, the, the tour should be secure. I think should feel a little bit more secure in itself and confident in kind of Liv's product not being yeah, that that's great. The and thing. Like you said, a, a, a large part of that is these guys not being competitive and kind of checking out. And so, like, I think those two things can be true, that these guys are some of the best in the world and should have spots in majors. Um, and then, like, you know, that doesn't make Liv any more compelling that Brooks Kepka plays there because he won the PGA championship. It doesn't make Liv good tomorrow. It doesn't make it doesn't make that product any better. They're playing this week, uh, right? Don't they have Yeah. Trump DC. Oh, are you going? I don't know. I just I snuck up on me. I may I may try to go um, across the river. But like yeah, like are more people gonna show up in DC because Brooks is there and he won no. I don't think so. I don't. Know. I don't think anybody no. else is going that wasn't going to go, and that's the right. thing that right. the false narrative that Liv believe. Oh, once we once we get a major champion, that's when it's really going to change. No, it's not. It's, I think like that's the problem with with they having a, Smith. with a divisive um, you know commissioner who decided to set the world on fire and like you know having funding that it has is like what it's done is it's turned a lot of people off. Right. And yeah. And like, yeah. that's the problem with the league in, in general. I think like, yep. I always think back to the PGL and if it had been that regime without Greg Norman and with just a small percentage of Saudi backing, I think it would have been in a completely different place now. Maybe. And yeah, people maybe. wouldn't have been I, as turned off as they are uh, about the league now. Yeah. I just think there should be a little more security. Like we said, um, Brooks, any other thoughts on Brooks's win? Like it's 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 a treat to watch him play major championship. I mean, he golf. should be on the Ryder Cup team. Spectacular. Yeah, I agree. I well, I yeah, we got to talk about how he basically called a shot before. Yeah, I mean, the course sounds like it's a whatever. It's going to be a tee to green deal, and the topography, like the up and down. I'm not saying it's Bethpage or Oak Hill, but it sounds like it's hilly and it's going to be tight with big rocks. Right? Yeah, I Isn't mean, the before Brooks the week, I said it was just... Wingfoot mixed with Beth, Bethpage, right? Um, right, right. And uh, I think, like he, he said about qualifying for the Ryder Cup, like it's going to be hard to leave me off the team if I go second, first, first, first pretty good it's unbelievable pretty good. I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's nobody else in professional this is why you have to like brooks kepka being in like no other player would say that everybody else right. would have been like oh you know there's a lot of great players uh you know if they picked me it'd be great <laughs> like you know that i think that's the thing i love about the swagger one other thing about the beth page comparison to here yeah. Was it the exact same thing except he flipped round four and one? Round f- one this week was the shaky uh, one, and then he was just not. like by far and away the best player in the field. Like if you flipped oh, the round count. scores, if you took yeah. if you just took one yeah. and moved it to round four, he would have been what, yeah. like eight out ahead going into today? Yeah, four four yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, going 66, 66, 67. Yes, that's right. He would have, yeah. He would have been seven that, ahead. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I, what did he finish? Was it two clear of DJ at Beth Page? I think that's how tight it got by the end, which is, yeah, it does end up being about the similar, similar distance. Um, that's a good point. Uh, should we do an ad read for our friends? At Athletic Greens, and uh, we got to we got to come clean on this one, folks. We need your help. <laughs> We've been doing ad, ad reads for Athletic Greens is, for a couple months a big, now. Big mistake. We got we got we Faux got pas. we got a slap on the wrist email. <laughs> We've been using the wrong URL. They've not been able to understand or track anybody who's done. Apparently, the fried egg one's doing quite well. But Shotgun was supposed to have its own URL, and we've never read it once. We're, we're only in whatever month three, four of, of working together. We're, Whoops, we're idiots. Um, we, you know, yeah, we're idiots. <laughs> we're idiots. So the URL for Athletic Greens is athleticgreens.com/shotgun. I'm not begging you to go there or asking you, imploring you. I'm just suggesting if you're so inclined, feeling it on this Monday. And you want your kind of daily foundational nutrition drink every morning. You don't have to worry about what vitamins and nutrients the rest of the day. Am I getting enough of this? Am I getting enough of that? Go to athleticgreens.com slash shotgun. You could use the fried egg. We don't want to scare you away from that one. But shotgun has a little catching up to do because we're freaking idiots. So uh, that's that's uh, we apologize listen, to them. Listen, so. there is there is a lot of thirst around the grounds at Rochester. And if you're going to drink oh, if you're going to drink something, blocky boy, drink something, you know, healthy. This gets me off to the best start every morning. So quench your thirst in the morning with something that just gets you started, revved up for the day. AG1. Um I I've really liked it. I've enjoyed my uh now I'm you I'm going on like I'm like 6 months of AG1 in my life. It's it's great. Supports the nutri- supports the immune system. It's a foundational nutrition drink. Uh, you just set it up as your morning ritual. I do it and then coffee. Uh, but yeah, AG1 by Athletic Greens. They've been a great partner of ours. Supporter. They understood our idiocy. Didn't didn't get at us too hard about it. But uh, I'm glad they caught it before <laughs> month four as opposed to whatever it is month six or seven. But uh, AthleticGreens.com/shotgun will get you a year supply. A vitamin D, free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase of Athletic Greens. Just a good thing to mix into your morning routine. Good thing to get in your body. So, all right, let's continue on. Do you have any other Brooks cleanup or we, we hit him? Like, look, the the superlatives are out there. I, the I guess one, one last thing. Um, what do you think is a realistic number that he could get to? This is the game kind of we do. It's the, it's the, it's, I mean, that's the big question now, right? Right, right. If he stays healthy, there's always a question too. I think like, I kind of think like you go like four, four of the next five years, maybe he's healthy. So that gives him 16 cracks at it. Two more, seven. I don't think that's crazy, right? You got to think like, yeah. I, I would. He's at five. I would give him two more. I think I, I comfortably give him. So two it's more. like six. And I'd be okay. Six and a half he, the over under. Yeah, yeah. I'd comfortably do that. Um, I mean, you gotta love him at Oakmont. That's twenty twenty five. 
He played yeah. well at Pinehurst the last time it was there. That was kind of his coming out party. Um, Aren't these like Aronimanx and all these like Valhalla? Wouldn't like th- doesn't every PGA kind of suit him? Yeah. <laughs> right, especially with their their setup, uh, the way they it's like philosophy. to set it up. I the, um, I, I think the bigger question really is: Is he going to pick off a an Open and a in a Masters? Well, I was wondering about that. Yeah. I started wondering about like other slam who could get to the slam faster than the three who have the three like Scheffler and Rom. Rom like could be there all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Um, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a bigger question. Does he get a master's and an open championship? Because I think he'll contend. He'll continue to contend. But can I ask you also another totally speculative question? Like how many more majors? Yeah. Do you think he comes back to the PGA Tour? This has been a rumor. I don't think necessarily like with a ton of, um, I don't know. There's just it's just been a rumor. It was it's been thrown around there that he's somebody who's like kind of sniffing around. Obviously, you know he seems to still have good relationships with a lot of like playing practice rounds with some of those guys. Do you think he ends up back on the PGA Tour anytime soon, or just at the end of his contract? Doesn't um, matter to him. I mean, this is a this is a huge question, right? Yeah, I'm not telling you to say you know something. I don't think anybody would know, but like I think I think he kind of I don't think he expected to be this healthy again and this fast. And I think he probably misses it in a way he didn't expect. Um everything that's not a major, whether it's live or a designated event, like just doesn't tend to do it for Brooks. Although he kind of said differently on the full swing. He he I don't know. He seemed like he held tour events in higher regard than he we've always heard. But I, I think he does. I, I think he's healthier than he thought he would be and might miss the PGA tour. Anyways, speculation. I, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think he could come back. I mean, the reality is like, if it's a four or five year deal, we're halfway there. I mean, this is the thing I think that I realize in in not my life covering golf, just how quickly the years go by in golf. It's a little bit different than other sports, right? Because the careers are just longer, the primes, the primes are a little bit longer, and um, mm-hmm. that's that's a fascinating thing about Brooks too. Is that sure he was young ish when he won his first one? But like you get these great players and they tend to have like 10 year windows, right? His 10 year window goes to 2027. Really? Right? 26. Yeah. He's done with live by 25, 26. So, you know, if he gets a little bit more than 10 years, like then, you know, you where, what's he do? What's he do if his live contracts up and it's just in the same spot it's in, right? Yeah, he's not gonna stick I, I, there, around. There was just that amusing quote Bryson said uh, after Saturday's round. They're like, "Are you guys still beefing or whatever?" He goes, "No, we moved on. Like we're focused on like growing the game and investing in growing our franchises." I gotta say, I don't think Brooks is super invested in in like building Smash. Wasn't a lot of Bryson. Smash, I could believe wasn't a lot of Smash talk uh, in the press conference, <laughs> or there wasn't an immediate uh, Smash uh, anything Smash being held in high regard in this moment <laughs> where he could have really built the franchise value. 
Did you see the one Livebot's uh, tweet about the two oh, there's, billion, there's so many two billion dollar yeah, value for the franchise? Some, my friend at Goldman Sachs told me, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that's it. Uh, I think we hit on Hovland enough at the top. We we were very very impressed. Any other oh, notes? Oh, one on other Hovland? thing. I guess this is just an overall thing um, that I found yeah. really interesting, um, and th- it's kind of uh, it's part Rory, part Brooks, part Scheffler. It's um, I found fascinating as I literally just looked at, you know, pars, birdies, bogeys, doubles. I mean, this is the most basic of anal- analysis, but it tells the whole story of of everybody. Not advanced analytics here, but yes, Brooks Brooks made uh, so Brooks led the field with Adrian Marunk and birdies at eighteen. Players with 17 okay. birdies, Sepp Straka, Victor Hovland, Justin Rose. 16 birdies, you go like Hayden Buckley, Callum Terran, Adam Sensen, Rory McIlroy. Anybody in that bucket right there certainly has to feel like they had a chance to win this week. You made enough birdies because then it just came yeah. down to bogeys or worse. And you go to bogeys or worse. Uh, the leader in the field and bogeys are worse is Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler. Scheffler made no putt outside of 15 feet this week and finished second. And that's because he doesn't make bogeys. That's why he has finished in the top 10 of what was eight of his last 10 major championships is because he doesn't make bogeys. He doesn't give stuff away in, you know, the uh, Brooks made nine. So he made the most birdies and he was like basically, let's see, he was second, made no doubles. He was second in bogeys or worse because some guys had seven bogeys, but, you know, Cantley made three doubles and Eric Cole made two doubles. And, you know, then you go Hovland made eight bogeys, but he made a double, you know, like doubles are the death of the, of these tournaments. Right. Um, so if you just start to like, Look at that. You know, then you go to Rory. Rory makes 16 birdies. He doesn't make eight doubles, but then you get down to Rory is, let's see, he made 14 bogeys. Yeah. A couple sloppy ones early on, on Sunday. We can do Rory now, but I, I mean, do you want to do Scheffler and Rory sort of together? I mean, the Scheffler... He, I, I was shocked. Obviously, it was Saturday. Yeah. Like the start on Saturday is like the the, the, the start today. There. Even missing those yeah. putts, I. Yeah. It's it's yeah. crazy, you know. Like that, it's one of those tournaments. Like you know, you want to put like an asterisk next to the, this is one with Scheffler is one that I I think he's gotta probably feel like he should have won or had a chance to be in a playoff. Right, he should have been in that final group. He should have had a chance to like take it to Brooks or whoever. I, I get like Brooks was the best player certainly for the last at least fifty four holes, but um, yeah, Scheffler like those stats about however many top tens, it's kind of it's kind of insane. And, and like that's the thing you were t- we were talking about what like doesn't set up well for Brooks. Like they kind of all do, right? They kind of, and it feels the same way for Scheffler. Like just with the short game, like I, I expect him to do well at. Uh, 
like an open type where you're where you have to run it or ch- work around the green. I, I just expect him. He's one in kind of all different elements. There's like these guys that you say like set up better for them. No, he's just a major championship talent. I think Scheffler's the, the stats kind of bear that out. I think that's the beauty of these tournaments, right? Um, unlike the week in week out PGA Tour events, where like I think what it is is like mistakes are not. You can make mistakes and get away with it. Uh, maybe because the courses aren't up to snuff in terms of design, the setups, the pins aren't aren't uh, the same. But you can make these boneheaded mistakes and still get up and down for par. Um, at the major championships, it's just it everything is elevated up, and really, if you don't have everything, if you can't do everything at a an above passable uh, information. Also, you know, I got some pushback from a, from a friend of the program, uh, you know, about the project, Kurt Kitayama. He said, he, you got to You got to lay off Kitayama. He's almost plus in every strokes game category. So were you on Kitayama? I, I just sent him a private text. He's a uh, uh, he's a Kitayama uh, fan f- fan club member. But uh, okay. but anyways, yeah, you got to be just, you know, like you think about those guys, right? And Rory is one of those guys where it's yeah. every course sets up great for him because he does everything great. But with Rory and today was just so it's just like a, a, the embodiment of what frustrates you is like, I don't know if he's got like a, a real plan on what he's doing. The he birdies one, he hits it to to nothing, and I don't, you know, he obviously wasn't going to win. He wasn't going to shoot yeah. sixty two. He had, he didn't theoretically have he a beat chance. Block right. He beat head to head block. Yeah, but that's all I care. At about. the end of the day, he could have been in the mix on the back nine, which is really what you're trying to do at these things. Is like give me a chance to win on the back nine, and. What holds him back is this is silly bogeys. Like, Mr. Green. Yeah. Too, so, two, he's right in the middle ledge. of the fairway. And it's like, you, the only thing you can't do there is hit it right. You just can't give away, give away shots. Like, if you hit it right, you're making a bogey. It's, an, it's like a foregone conclusion if you miss that pin right. And he misses it right. It's like, you can't do that. And then he bogeys a par five on the front nine. Earlier in the week, he lays up into into a, a water hazard. And right there, like he makes the turn at, at whatever, two under. And it's like there's three shots right there. And if you just these are these aren't hard things. These are just like small course management things. You do those three things, you're you're turn at five and you could shoot a 31 and and get to nine. But he's instead he's basically right where he started. It just seems like I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is. I know he's done a lot of work with the mental coach. Like it's not a talent thing, and I don't think it's a mental thing. It's just simply like an a plan. Like he talks about how he's freewheeling. Like it's you can freewheel, but still understand don't miss right on two. Like just you can't hit it there. Like twenty feet left, you might make. Over in the in the shit right, you're not you're not making a par, and you're not definitely not making a birdie. Yeah, I I right. I, I would say though today 
was especially illustrative of that point. I guess what I've been sort of pushing back on all week is like, I think this specific week, it's more of like, I have my C game than like course man. But that's the thing is the C game still has him in the mix. That's what's frustrating. I agree. But I, yeah, but it's, it's in the mix. It's not, I, I think it's not good enough to win, but I, I don't I, know that, that, that and I do want to like, I think like it's, this is the hardest balance, right? Because I don't like, you know, if you watch the, if you rewatch the open and this is why golf, so such a compelling sport. If you rewatch the open, like I thought he was too cautious there and it's just, right. yeah. I think that's the thing with like, you heard Victor Hovland talk about it. You see Scotty Scheffler, the way he plays and you see the way Brooks plays. They know how they're playing. And to me, Rory is wavering between playing cautious and like letting the golf course come to him and freewheeling. Like he's struggling between the two. And it's like, it's a, it's a hard thing to find, but like what, what those guys have that he doesn't, it's not mental. It's not talent. It is like, they know how they're going to play the golf course, and that doesn't change round to round. It doesn't change shot to shot. It is like, you know, they know how they're playing. What do you think? I mean, it's another kind of unanswerable question, but I just wonder what's going through Rory's head as he's been sort of like the de facto, like, I don't know, king of the era, and that's largely based on major count and constant major contention. And he's been passed in five years, uh, quickly five, you know, by major collection standards, five majors and, you know, however many starts for Brooks since 2018 or 2017. I just wonder, like, he seems like he probably has whatever the maturity or perspective of mine to be like, yeah, it is what it is. Like Brooks doesn't have any Super Bowls. Yeah. Who gets the backup FedEx Cup points? Hovland? Do Hovland and Scheffler split them? <laughs> it's great. What's going on? What happened? PGA there? Tour comms had some 600 point tweet. I meant to pull it up. I'll tell you what. And uh, we have friends, uh, you know, uh, Smartin's a good friend of the program. That's a tough gig tonight. PGAtour.com. I'm not sure. Like, what do you do there? What do you, I mean, you write a gamer on I Brooksy? I think it's blocked. Like, you just got to go to block. <laughs> Well, no, that's bullshit. Under, they are thirsting off of the another cover. non-member. Another non-member. They're trying to ride the block wave, <laughs> squeeze every drop. You know, they'll they'll DMCA everybody and everybody and ignore everything else, ignore European tour wins, and now they want to ride the block wave of another non-member at a non-PGA <laughs> at a PGA championship. That's bullshit. I hate and now. We were getting the CS challenge, the Charles Schwab challenge, you know, blocky boys going over there. Like, Tour is just getting their fingers and soiling this great story. Can I, can and I, I hate it. Tweet but that's you? a tough gig. Tour.com had front page. Can I read a tweet, Go ahead. Read a tweet to you. I just want yeah. your, I don't think you've seen this. Scott, yeah. this is a good oh, stat. This is a great stat. Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland are the only two players to finish in the top 10 in each of the first three. 600 point FedEx Cup events of the 2022 2023 season. And then it breaks Is that the players? out the performance of the players, the Masters, and the PGA. <laughs> oh, the tour did tweet like 
Brooks Kepka wins the PGA Championship. Well, remember Brooks last Koepka. year they said Period. Brooks Kepka oh, yeah. miss, misses yeah. all four major cuts in all in four Cobbs. majors. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Block is. He's on the Golf Channel set right now. He's got his wrist taped up. Hasn't showered. Hasn't changed. The guy's going to be there until midnight doing appearances before this show. This appearance. He's going to be there midnight doing appearances. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I, that that's curious to me. What do you? I mean, do you think Rory's sort of? I, I don't know. Wounded, searching. Of, I don't. Uh, I don't think it, he should impacted be impacted at all by being passed by Brooks. No, yeah. I. You know, I don't think he should be because, like, if you look at you, there's a lot of ways to look at this, right? Um, major championships is one thing, but like no other player. I mean, Rory's been a top 14 player since 2000, what, eight? Yeah. I mean, nobody touches that. Like the consistency, the, you know, like down year excellence. I mean, look at JT right now. I mean, the guy is like, who knows? Yeah. Like, is yeah. he going to even make the Ryder Cup team? Like, that should start to be a question. <laughs> like, when does a JT coach change happen? Like, these are things that, like, should start to brew, huh. right? Because he's been flat out, like, pretty bad since last year's PGA. Now we're a year removed. Yeah. We're a year with, like, no- nothing of, of substance from him. With Rory, it's like, okay, like, he has a bad year and he wins two two majors and like he was down a little bit, right? It's kind of like not two like, majors, two tournaments. Two tournaments. Yeah. And it's like yeah, jo- it's yeah. kind of like John Rahm's year last year, right? Where it's like a down year because he wasn't great in the majors, but like by a lot of other metrics it's like, well, he was still one of the 10 best players in the world. You know, Brooks has had down down years, right? Um, and so it becomes like, you know, that's the tough thing. Like it's, how do you, how do you measure who's best in golf is, is very challenging, right? Because there's a lot of different and the consistency and longevity of Rory. Like, I mean, Rory still seemingly has probably six plus more years. He hasn't had any big injuries. Um, you know, like. So from that standpoint, I think this is like, I don't think there should be any mental scar tissue. It should just be like, hey, like, let's be tight. Like, what do all these guys that are beating me in majors have in common? They don't make bogeys. I make shitloads of bogeys. How how do I? I I'm bet I'm just as good as them. Like, it's not a talent thing. Like he. He's got an unbelievable short game. He's a great putter. He drives the ball better than anybody. Like, like what? So it's just like, why am I making more bogeys than everybody else? Yeah, I I, I think there's a not shell shock, but like a little stain of of the major count not having that card anymore, or at least in in Brooks doing it and with a four with Rory having a four zero lead. Um, but like to my earlier point. Yeah, like it's he is still as good as anyone at these majors. He as is as good as anyone at these ma- majors. Now he's not won them, but and and we're talking about like 10 15 year run at it. And I don't it doesn't seem like he's going to slow down at all. He doesn't do that. He doesn't dip. He doesn't fall off the face of the earth. He missed a cut at the Masters and it's like a like a, a 
total shock. Um, I texted a group of my friends. Um, I saw these odds on like Wednesday. He was plus odds to to top ten, and I sent my. It's like this is the thing with Rory's. I sent my buddies a text. I was like, "This is the best bet you can make: plus odds on Rory to top ten. Like, what are the chances he doesn't top ten two masters or two majors in a row? Two majors, right? Like, it's yeah. just you know that's just probably not going to happen. So, like, I mean, I think that's like an important. Like, sure, has he not won? No, but like, I think that the, and it's a really easy storyline to be like, Hey, he hasn't won, but like he's been there. And that's what these things are is like a lot of times it's a bounce here, bounce there. But I think for him, it's, you got to look at like, why aren't the bounces going my way? And could it be because maybe I'm creating some bad bounces for myself? Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous that the win rate of the his peers that have been in contention about as much or or similarly like DJ or Brooks or Rom like th- these guys are getting wins and Rory's getting these like hard luck runner ups or T3s or whatever it is so um you're going to say something look like you want to jump in okay uh let's do another ad read for our friends at Bjratty Victor Perez Maybe the hottest guy on the course there. We had a little Perez bump. I was happy to see him and his, his dratty. He was, it had to be feeling good, I'm, nice and soft, comfortable. When was what? the last time two victors finished in the top 12 at a, at a major? Oh, that's, a, that's a great shotgun start kind of question. <laughs> they don't spell it similarly, but yeah, what is the all time victor? How about how there golfers? has there ever been two victors on a Ryder Cup team? Because it looks like Victor Perez uh, is going no, to be heading def- for a European Ryder Cup birth. I'm just going to say no. But part of his performance was undoubtedly due to the comfort in his Bidratty uh, apparel. Uh, they've been supporters of the program really since our inception. They're back again this year. <clears throat> We're going to be doing some fun stuff with them at uh, LACC. Um, I'm in a Liam Polo right now. Yesterday, I was in a pocket tee. Hey, can I plug the Dewey pocket tee? Look, it's it's a little expensive for a t-shirt. It's it's more expensive for a t-shirt. Well, we got a big discount. That's the good news. You got to use the promo code TFV. You get 30% yeah, off. Yeah, that is but not that is, is expensive. It is a t-shirt. I am acknowledging that and saying I. it's like my favorite t-shirt for like casual, but you could do a little bit more than casual. It looks like you're making an effort. You're not a scrub. Like I've started wearing it to like my kids' sports games. Like it, it I am a huge fan of that. And I... Honest to God, like, I'm not trying to steer you anyway, but like, I love my Dewey Pocket t shirt uh, and use the promo code t- for the summer. Just kind of casual, but not totally scrubby. You don't, you're making an honest effort. It's a great t shirt. Use the promo code TFE and you get 30% off at checkout at bdratty.com. Hey, you, you want say? a little Ryder Cup stat? Everybody doom and gloom yeah. about the Europeans, you know, this one single, oh, no, I'm single not. sample size. We got more Europeans in the top uh, top twelve, top fifteen than uh, than Americans. Give me some names. All right, we got Victor Hovland, one yep. septic tank, Rory. Uh, then we go Rose Lowry per- Perez, and if you go down to T fifteen, you got you got Terrell. I was gonna say Hatton really b- rebounded after his first. 10 holes. So you got to figure like almost all those guys are going to be on the team. I would think so. That's a, I thought it looked like we were headed for potentially 
two young Euros winning both majors, first majors of the year. And I was like, wondering how that was going to feel, Rory. Like younger Euros now coming up behind him. Um, but then, yeah, but then you go. I, I think with they're the in good Americans, shape. Now, what does it mean for September? Americans, it's just how it's Brooksy, um, Chef. Brooksy, Scheffler, Scheffler. Yeah. And then Bryson, who's not going to be on the Ryder I, Cup team. Uh-huh. The, he's not getting a pick. <laughs> Thick boy is not getting a pick. I just can't see it. And uh, and then you get down, and then it's Cantley at T9. And Eric Cole at T15, who's not going to be on the team. Like Wow, can't, Cantley backdoored his way Oh, in. my God. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he played, he, you know, another beat ratty boy. It must have been because he was comfortable out there. He was comfortable when, he, you know, the, the thing about it restrict. is he was wearing a comfortable shirt that allowed him to vent when he was making three double bogeys that were costing him <laughs> contention, you know? Yeah, that was a that's a back door. Uh through the back. It's a good Wikipedia. It's a good cat. Wikipedia top ten. For sure. I don't know who had the best Wikipedia top ten. I think it's gotta go Cam Davis or Kurt Kitayama. We're gonna see those names in T four and think they were really in it, but those sixty fives just propel them up. The kitty cat. Oh God. Oh Kitayama. Uh, Kitayama's want- another American. God. I uh, yeah, I he'll be on I the just, team. Are we gonna get we are you think so? Honestly, Kirk Hidayama deserves to be on the team more than Justin Thomas at this point. Obviously, that could change. A high rough, narrow, narrow with the guy who blasted all over the <laughs> all over the map, the quad father or whatever. I mean, I guess it worked this week. I mean, should although this Kirk Hidayama or Jordan Spieth be on the team. Oh <laughs> god, here we go. We'll talk in September. Let's talk at the end of the end of the year. This is preposterous to do it on a Sunday night in May, but it's it's fun. Um anything else? What about the course? What'd you make of, of Oak Hill? I I mean we've talked about we've, this. Dude, the, one minute. We've talked about it. I just don't I don't understand um when when the people that run golf will figure out that when you have like an extraordinarily uniform thick rough narrow setup that it's going to yield an extremely uniform uh leaderboard right like by f- through four rounds at this golf course it became extraordinarily apparent that the only way you could play this golf course was being very very long like and and sunday like Took care of it. Took care of uh, the two shorter hitters in the realm of golf that were in the mix. Corey Connors and Justin Rose acquitted themselves. You know, the simple like today was actually the most interesting day because we scores were available. Some movement, yeah, and yeah. Like, why was the fairways were soft, so it was actually feasible to hit them? Um, Lighter. Yeah. Now, I do not think we should have soft fairways and narrow fairways. They should be firm fairways and wide fairways, firm fairways right. that play effectively smaller. And and like because if you have a little bit wider fairways, all of a sudden it opens up angles into greens. Now, you might say they can't hit to angles. Well, it rewards angles. Right. And I think the best way this has ever been put is like Jeff Ogilvie saying about comparing golf to tennis. Um, and he said, how interesting would tennis be if you were only allowed to hit down the middle of the court? Like the interest in the game comes when you play towards the lines. 
and likewise with golf, like we've seen what Bryson was doing. Like Bryson picks a side, he sees where the pin is, picks that side, and if it's not going in the fairway, it's going in the rough on on a specific side that opens up the green. Like if that fairway is wider, he, the attempt to hit the fairway is probably going to be greater. <clears throat> but the fact of how narrow these fairways are is it's just like, okay, like I'm probably not going to hit this. Rory said so much in yes. his press conference on Saturday. It's like I just started he's like, lining up like I stopped worrying of, about I mean, hitting the fairway yeah. because it, it, you know, effectively you could hear in his voice because I don't. I'm not, I probably won't hit the fairway. And once I did that, I started hitting more fairways, but I also like, you know, played a lot better. And I think that's the problem is that when, when you make hitting the fairway an unachievable goal regularly, you lose the entire like fabric of like any type of player other than what we see playing well, playing well. (laughs) And that, you know, like Michael, everybody's going to be like, Michael Block played well. He finished 15th. He got everything, got every single shot out of his Go game. The right way. Like everything yeah, yeah, that could have yeah. gone his way went his way for four <laughs> games. One. And he finished 15th. You know, like it's just, you know, like I don't think golf should be reduced to this. Golf is a more interesting sport, just like anything, any sport is when you have a variety, like basketball would be. Way less interesting if only seven footers were dominant, right? And the problem golf has right now is only one type of player is dominant. And some of the problem, I'm not saying all of the problem, goes back to setups like this. This is an archaic setup. This was a like, it was so just silly. Like, I, I, the perfect example is like 17, Victor Hovland hits a great drive. Like a good drive, not a great drive, a good drive. And it's like he's chasing, and the only interest left in the tournament is like, can he make birdies on 17 and 18? Hits a good drive. He birdies 18, by the way. Hits a really good drive on 17, and it just sneaks like one inch into the thick rough. And it's like, oh, he has no chance. Like, that sucked. Ball game. And I'm not a big fan of graduated rough. But this is this was like a perfect example this week of like where graduated rough might have had a place. Like, say you don't want to make the fairways wider. I don't want to make. Say you don't want to make the fairways wider. It can't be like just chop it out rough an inch off the fairway, and then like you get rewarded if you hit it into the fans, like Brooks did on nine. Like that's silly. This is just you're missing the point. The best rough is unpredictable rough. It's not this rough that was super predictable and you just chop it and hope you can run it up to the front edge. And that's what you saw. Like it kind of got like it was it was really fun to watch this tournament when guys were in the fairway. When they were in the rough, it got really boring. Yeah. I was gonna that was the point I was gonna say. Uh Saturday I thought was kind of a, not just for the weather, but Saturday, Friday, like it got kind of dull. And by the end of the championship, we did sort of have the wing foot dynamic in play right with the leaderboard it's the, the same guys thing. were just sending it as farthest up and because that page wingfoot you know yeah any anywhere uh, anywhere that does narrow fairways thick rough and has you know like this is the way it's gonna play out uh yeah so i thought it was a slog that those first couple days you know firmness on thursday was fun but i thought sunday and this is probably due to your softness like functionally they were wider sunday it 
we were allowed to see uh, some of the talent of Brooks and Victor in that final group. And and that's not to su- like suggest it, it, it's, it doesn't answer your variety argument or your point that way. But Sunday, I felt like we, we had a little bit of excitement. We were able to see some of that, like, uh, you know, unparalleled sort of talent shot making often from the fairway because, you know, they were hitting more of them, you know, some and part threes, quite honestly, shots into part threes too was what popped for me. Yeah. Like what I don't get about the game is that like a, a, the way you play a hole is a multi-part answer, right? Why do you set up the first question to be like when you fail it, the hole to be over and, and doesn't, yeah. doesn't ask the next, you don't even like get to ask the next, next question. So like if you miss the fairway, like you, your talent as an approach player is basically negated right there. Right. Mm-hmm. I like yep. there should be shades of it. Like if the rough is at least like if I have an unpredictable lie in the rough, but one that I feel like I might be able to go at like you want. That's where this variance where scores are going to. That's what Augusta does is every hole has shades of of good to bad. And sometimes you're in a spot that you think's good. That's not good. Right. Like this yeah. golf course, it was very clear. Like it, there was one one spot was good, the fairway. Everything else was bad. Yep, has a USAM I think coming up. I don't know when when we'll see it next. Uh, I, I thought it. I thought it did what the May thing worked out great. Obviously. Oh, me. I got some. Uh, I we asked the question about like what's going on with this weather, and I got I got I got somebody that had like, like a very detailed. What's going on? What, what do you mean? Why was it so nice? Or what? What? What do you mean? <laughs> Rochester, New York is is a, this week is a weather anomaly. Due to the high amount of snow they receive in the winter, the ground rarely, if ever, freezes in the winter like you will uh, and find in Minnesota, Wisconsin, etc. One of my first visits uh, was, you know, I don't want to give this person away. Yeah. Yeah. Was a week or two before a tournament. Ninety-five percent. Everything was in bloom and pure. So I asked Craig Harmon, longtime pro, Mister Harmon, yeah, how that uh, was possible, and that was his excellent explanation. Yeah, I guess they didn't have a ton of snow this winter. They said it wasn't as bad or something. It was easier enough to construct a lot of the infrastructure and stuff. But yeah, it it worked out. Um, All right. Who's most disappointed? Let's throw out some disappointing names. Like who who really disappointed you? Not just maybe at the top of the leaderboard, but across the way. Not we're talking about people who made the cut at this point. We we dispensed with the others, the camions and stuff on Friday. Um, was there somebody that kind of just bummed you out, or like I, I think like Hovland really answered some questions for me, but like who kind of just added to the questions, added to the pile? I guess you know it's hard to say this, like, but. I, I thought John Rahm would would like do something. Why do you think he struggled? Was this not a setup for him? It's not a setup thing. He just had a bad week. His temper. I guess. He was amusing. He sort of like let on like in the interview with Amanda. It's like, yeah, this is a good place for Brooks because, you know, he's like even keel. <laughs> he's kind of admitting maybe what, what what is one of his Achilles heels for this kind of setup at least or this kind of week. Yeah, I, like I'm not good for it because I get mad. <laughs> I just thought there might be like a 66 somewhere, and there wasn't. Right? 
What'd you say? I just thought there might be a 66 somewhere. <laughs> I lost you there. Wi-Fi is going Man. off. But yeah, no, it was it was a struggle. What'd you say? What'd you say? Go one more time. It's a, John Rom again. This God. is the second time this week you've had to say the same point about John Rom three times. <laughs> Must be something going on with the software with John Rom. But I, um, I just thought that I just thought there'd be a sixty-six somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he, I, he was it was in the blocky zones, <laughs> like seventy seventies. I Go think ahead. we got to put a clock on Max Homa here. He's feeling, feeling, Sloppy. feeling like actually, like well. uh, you know, he's getting to Rick levels of activations with with less uh, less major championship track record. Yeah, but he wins. The question with Rick was he was not win- he wasn't like winning anything. Yeah, but we're, won some but at least Rick was events. in the mix. We thought he was going to win a major. <laughs> at majors, that's that's fair. He had a lot of top fives, tens. Uh, Finau just like. What's the deal, man? Like, you can't win a Vedanta and then go, you know, fifteen over. He's he's he beat Kazuki Higa, Mark Hubbard. How about Higa starts just on fire and then DFL? Just the, he was the darling for the first hour of the tournament. Have, he won the first hour of the PGA. You can't yeah, take that did. away from him. <laughs> he did. Uh, he beat Fino beat Sam Stevens, Mark Hubbard, and Kazuki Iga, and that's it. I, I think that's pretty, pretty. Oh, he didn't even beat. Yeah, I, that's pretty disappointing. Him and him and Homa, I think, are probably up there for me. But like, look, JT, you've kind of popped them a little bit already. Not popped them, but put them on. You know, ask some questions. Uh, for me, it's like. Look, you're going to have bad majors. Like you're going to have that. Like you're just not going to contend in every single major unless you're maybe Scotty Shuffler or something. But like Homa and Fina just need to do it more often. Like they, they their margin is 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 smaller to have a clunker based on what they've they, what they've not done. In my opinion, Tony's done some more than Max for sure. But uh, that I just thought it was disappointing. They were really sloppy. Maybe they're just not in form. But but like Fina coming off a win at Vedanta. I just think it's stark. Like they're they're a tournament. It's like the reverse Brooks, you know. Uh, any other disappointments jump off the page for you, or, or people bothered you? I mean, I got it. I got it. As as president of the Hoagie Heads, <laughs> I got to issue a statement that I'm. I you know we're two majors in, and and my the campaign for Hoagie for for Ryder Cup, uh, you know, selection is not looking good. I was kind of disappointed. DJ just went seventy four, seventy four, seventy four. After opening with a 67. Yeah. Coming off the win in Tulsa. I don't know. Was a good was a good right. place for him. Right. He you should know. be in the he should be pushing. So uh Phil is just doing his circus act. I, I don't know. We I haven't know. talked about block. By design. <laughs> you think he deserves cover? You think he's not getting enough coverage, blocky boy? I'm kidding. It was an amazing story. I, I know, I know, I know that you're not you're you're not. I, a block I, I, guy, I'm not a block it was head. Amazing. It was truly. It was awesome. Unbelievable. It was awesome. The ace was ridiculous. It's fairy tale stuff. It was like the first three days weren't enough. That he then has to do this ace. That's this viral moment. He's like in tears in an interview. Like I think. I mean, you want to talk about. 
not growing the game, but penetrating to like beyond the golf corner of the world, like into like random, like just let's check sports center, Twitter kind of stuff. Michael block won the week. He was like the primary. He just got it. He, this just, no, in, he got no, another sponsors no. exemption. RBC Canadian. <laughs> Cut off the press. That is going to be so stale and tired by then. The RBC Canadian Open listen, was that after three weeks away. Listen, they tweeted they tweeted out the invitation. This is out of control. The thirst buckets, like this is what we do. We ruin these stories, and I'm not talking. This is not Michael Block's fault. This is the larger golf ecosystem, the press of which I am a part. We. Beat these stories to death. We ruin them. We ruin their appeal, their innocence. And like, well, this is going to be terrible. Why do we have to do this to ourselves? Could, like, let's, can we just cherish this week? <laughs> now we got to go watch him at RBC shoot 78, 78. Or like, I, I just like, and everybody's trying. And it's not because it's not some pure innocent. Oh, I, I want Michael. I love. No, you're thirsty. And you're trying to catch a little bit of the back edge of the wave. It's, it's just like, why can't we just wow. appreciate this miracle, credible week? So anyways, could, can I, can yeah. I ask you a question? Why can't this like, you know what? The guy can straight up play. Yeah. He proved he could play. He's got the record in the South Southern California PGA. I'm gonna I'm just going counterpoint here. Why can't this guy get exemptions? Uh, there, there have been far yeah, worse totally. exemptions extended. There's far worse exempt players on the PGA tour than Michael Paul. Um, so you know what? I don't think this is this isn't a Mike Vasaki story where like Mike Vasaki hadn't done anything that's to show anybody that he could that's actually the play. Exemption. I tweeted. I actually Vizaki don't even remember. Got, like blown yes, up because he cried on a phone call after qualifying for a Monday qual a Monday Ferry, for a right? tournament. He got exemptions because he cried on the phone. Not because he like at least Michael Block finished fifteenth in a major championship, and that's what got him exemptions. I'm I'm calling I'm calling bullshit. This is the, there have been hundreds, thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of worse exemptions in the history of the PGA Tour. I am Michael Block. Qualm is not with the merit of the exemption or the worthiness. My qualm is with the motivation of these thirst bucket like golf. You know, directors and tournament directors. That's the issue. And these, the, the you know, social media manager. Oh, this is this is popping. We got to get every. We got to milk every little bit of block content dry. And he's over. They're overexposing him. And there's gonna be backlash. And he's playing into it. You know, marking his little one on the card. Camera boy, come here. I'm gonna watch me mark this one down on the card. He's playing to the crowd. <laughs> he's playing to it. Like he, he and that's I think you know the the block. You know, you know what's gonna be a social what? media post soon. The completed scorecard <laughs> signed by Rory. Oh McElroy. yeah, that's coming. That's down the pipe. That that's an early catnip call of the week for this coming week. It's going to be that a frame, maybe a frame scorecard with that with the Rory McIlroy signature. We just you know that can't have coming. this week. But 
I don't want any of this. I don't no, want this negativity. From an incredible story. It was unbelievable. So cool. The roars, bigger roars than everybody else on the golf course from a club pro. I mean, this is a dream Playing week for the PGA. This couldn't like there are people that are trying to dispel, say, get rid of the club pros like this gave story. I, I'm going to say it was story one D if you're into golf of the tournament. But if you're not into golf, it's story one A. Uh, yeah. It's story one. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's incumbent upon Corbridge Financial to chip off half of <laughs> like 400 grand. And sponsor NIL, whatever, for all these damn you know sponsors exemptions he's got, they got to chip him off a, a, a deal, a sponsorship for everything he's got. You know, he's not an amateur, obviously, but Corbridge, go ahead. All right, I, I'm going to kick you a question: over under three and a half sponsors exemptions for the rest of the, the well, we're the, at two summer through till an hour ago. Come. The PGA ended an hour ago. He's at two already. <laughs> I mean, he still has it. Barracuda and Barbasol. Got it. I mean, Barracuda and Barbasol, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, is it, is it too low? Should it be five and a half? Could he get more sponsor exemptions than Ludwig Aberg? Do you think he, I think he might. I think he might get more sponsor exemptions. Well, than Aberg has his PGA Tour golfer. status. Well, so like, won't he get into everything more or less right away? Okay. So yeah, next yeah. best college player. He, the 47-year-old club pro. I don't think it's even really fair to call him a club pro at this point. It seems <laughs> like he's playing a lot of golf. I thought they said he hits a bucket of balls. <laughs> One bucket a week. That's all he does. John Rahm was incredulous about it. John Rahm was like, oh, yeah. Well, he, it sounds like he plays golf every day with He doesn't give a lot of lessons, it seems, right? He doesn't take new. No, two new, lessons uh, a new... week. Did you see the commercial no. with a minute no. from Wayback Machine? I sent it. I sent it to a chain that you've been. We had a text in. chain where there were Michael Block was the subject of approximately 175 text messages on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just anyways, he plays into it a little bit. He's he's milking it. He's playing. He's like, no, no, didn't go in. No, no, what? No, it didn't. People are just losing their mind, and Rory's coming back to high five you because, like, come on. Anyways, he was great. That was his no, response to no. every every single one. Is was the immediate response was no, no. It's, I think it's going to continue to play out that way. He was, but unbelievable up and down to get the exception. And the, when is the PGA just going to make any non any any PGA pro low pro who makes the cut should just be exempt the next year? It's simple. It should he shouldn't have been. I mean, I know that made the fifteenth yeah. better, but like. You should if you make the cut and you're the low pro. It's so rare. Like it's such a you're hard one of the achievement for the next year for these guys. And you're, this is yeah. your championship. Yeah. Just make you yeah. the twenty first. Yeah, if you make guy, the cut. You right? should get in. Yeah. And he was like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be overly negative. Like when he, as soon as he did that walk and talk on fourteen, it like popped for me. He's got a ton of personality, super enjoyable interview, and, and insightful even. So like, and it just kind of took off from there ridiculous all the way down through the end to the hole in one and the up and down did you agree with jim nance that was one of the all-time up and downs (laughs) 
I I almost tweeted about that that quote, and I was so happy to see Big Randy step in front of the fire, the the oncoming fire, and uh, and and just take take one. Something had to be said. That was the most. I mean, are we are we talking like Ogilvy getting up and down in front in front on on the eighteenth at Wingfoot from in front of the giant false front? that's where you know that's what it's equal to like is that really where we're putting it is it in the pantheon Speeth, of, right of 18 you know, like, on saturday night at augusta yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's there's been yeah. some good up and downs i don't know nance's i mean everybody was swept up in block mania for a t15 yeah. for a t15 people were swept up in block mania and it seems like block mania is going to be with us for a few more weeks at least uh good for him and he'll be back <laughs> oh i'm looking at this commercial all said. i'm saying the guy's been the the southern california pga player of the year for like 11 of the last 12 years or something yeah he's a good player Plays with cantley and and there's no way you don't you do you do not you literally do not just like there's no way you could just back your way into like out of luck a T15 oh, at a major. God. Like sure did he get some good breaks? Absolutely. But like the guy could play. I wouldn't surprise me if he made All some these, cuts. Uh, everybody's thirsting. And he's only hitting a 260. Everybody's thirsting for the block bump. You got like Joe Pompliano, these people who do these like these viral new threads and newsletters about like, let me tell you about Michael. Guy hasn't watched a shot of golf in five years. They're like, trying to get off the Michael Block bump. So it's amazing. They're, they might they might as well just station a full time cameraman at uh, Arroyo Trabuca. Just have him there all the time for for these I would stars. You know, just get the tour tour staffer. Just get him a nice long term Airbnb in Southern I California, because it seems like he's going to be out there a lot. They're going to be. They're gonna I be would out predict there no fewer than three of the PGA Tour's hundred uh, conference rooms at the Global Home were occupied with block content meetings, block block mania meetings tonight <laughs> and tomorrow. At least three. They will have that soup to nuts social. Everything going for the next, I don't know, three weeks. They will make sure Arroyo Trabuco's covered with the one of the producers there. They will have it covered. Block Mania is continuing. Really like, whatever. One of the all-time stories, though, in recent years of the PGA Championship. One of the, one of the most miracle, ridiculous stories of how it kept lining up. It's like, Rory is the playing partner. Like, that's insane, right? The walk and talk on Thursday was incredible. Make the cut. Rory is the playing part. Now an ace. Now that 18, it just kept building on itself. Uh, it sounds like he'll be in full swing too. Uh, you know, maybe there'll be a documentary on him too. So, uh, I think that does it. You got anything else on the? Tw- oh, Bryson. Bryson came in with uh, Brooks winning. Validates live. Validates everything we've said from the beginning that we're competing at the highest level and we have the ability to win major championships. No one, oh, come, this is you yeah, know, you guys are no, great players. This, this, this is total deflection. <laughs> Examine your product, like yeah. that's the issue. Examine the motivations and your product for your product. You're, you're gonna like this, you're gonna like the second half of the quote. I really hope people can see the light now. That we're trying to provide the game of golf with something new and fresh. I think at the end of the day, both sides are going to have to come together 
at some point. It's for the good of the game. It's for the good Stop of the game. Stop suing them, maybe. You gotta, the lawsuit's got to... I don't know. I'm, I'm very... That's what the, the money's for, Bryson. Tenor and tone, and this is Brooks's. I mean, Bryson's expected. We'll see what Brooks. So, like, Brooks could probably add some validation to it, like if he talks like personally about it. But I don't think he's going to. So we'll see. Anything else on the PGA Championship? It was it was a strong strong Sunday. Uh, a good to great championship with a great champion. I'm to LA. I I I'm I'm jacked. Yeah. I for LA. I um, I think we uh, it's going to be spectacular. I'm really excited, and uh, you know, it's going to be different, which is nice. We're going to have really like this will be the we'll have such good variety in the three tests or in the four tests of. Uh, is there anyone who contended here? So, I don't want to do an LA preview, but let's talk about it related to the PGA. Anyone who contended here got a little juice, a little pop, like oh, that's nice. Who has? Zero chance at LA. Like you won't be seeing him pop again. And that's harsh. Like I, I'm not suggesting that's like a totally different, you know, planet of golf. But is there somebody who benefited greatly this week that you know is probably not going to be backing it up? Maybe. Uh, you know, I love I love Cam Davis. I love him. Oh, no, I'm not going to go Cam Davis. I, I'll say Bryson. I don't think yeah. Bryson's going to play Could well. be interesting. The validation, like, if he wants to use everything as sort of a, a litmus test, I mean, that may not end up being kind to him. We'll see. All right. Hey, thank you guys for your continued support of the Shotgun Start. We had a blast. LA is going to be another blast. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Rate, review, support the sponsors. Uh, we are humbled that you guys take any time to listen to this, especially during these busy major weeks, because um, we love to do it. But we will be back doing it in LA. Go ahead. Can't can't wait for the blockheads to assemble in uh, in in Fort Worth. I am. You are a blockhead, right? You you love the story. You love him. I I just I just love being the the foil to to your. I'm not disgruntled. I'm just gonna say you love block so much. I think you are duty bound and contractually obligated to make him your one and done pick for this Charles Schwab challenge. No, yeah, I'm not doing that. I think we'll get to that on Wednesday. Talk. I think it's a good course <laughs> fit for him. One more, one more. Uh, you know, as of right now, one more uh, extreme disappointment. It's the Boston Celtics. Are they getting beat up? Completely shit in the bed. They're getting no, kicked. Their asses wow. kicked oh, by Miami. Well, I'm saying no. I just would like a competitive series. Okay. Holy crap! They're down 27. Yikes! All right, we'll be back Wednesday. They're down to seven. Oh, they're down yeah. eighteen. We'll be we'll be back. I'm not good at math. We'll be back Wednesday to uh, talk about the Charles Schwab challenge and the continuation of Block Mania. <laughs>